Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. Do me a favor, subscribe to the John Com Report. Wherever you get your podcast, you're watching on YouTube, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. You can find us there as part of Empire Media. That's A-M-P-I-R-E. Always much appreciated when you tune in. And don't forget, you can read my work on ESPN.com. Of a story up sometime soon, probably over the weekend, on quarterback Sam Howell and the progress that he has made not just from last year, but through the offseason and what he's done to help himself. The team remains upbeat and excited about what he can do, and they should. The kid's gotten better every step of the way, and there's been no reason to think that that won't continue because it's what he's shown so far. When it happens, how good it'll be, that remains to be seen. But speaking of how, he is my guest today. The commander's quarterback joined me to talk about a little bit about his Korean heritage. He was also, he's helping sell the uh, a, a sports drink called Soul Juice, and it's S-E-O-U-L Juice. And you can find, you can go to um, souljuice.com to order it. It is a sports drink. So he's going to talk a little bit about that, a little bit about his Korean heritage with his father, who is who is half Korean, and the influence of his father and his career, because it is Father's Day weekend, after all, his grandmother's influence also some of his takeaways from what he saw of himself this spring, a little bit about Eric Bieniemy, and there you go. So stay tuned for that. Before I get there, just a couple things. I'm not going to waste a lot of time here. One, um, as I'm sure you already know by now, the Josh Harris possible vote will either be, these are two potential dates, would either be um, July 20th or August 8th. We don't know where, and these are just possible dates. But the fact that there we're now getting those obviously is another good sign in this whole process. And I would continue to say when, not if. Anyway, so those are the two possible dates. Don't know where. Still got to figure it all out. But that's that's where we're going. And, you know, anyway, there we go. You don't need to get more on that. You can follow the rest of that stuff if you want to on ESPN.com or Twitter feed, John underscore Kime, all that good stuff. Secondly, Hard Knocks, I told you the other day, that certainly people in the organization would like to have hard knocks here. Still don't know if they've heard from them. I haven't checked in over the last couple of days on that other stuff that I've been checking on more, but I don't think, I know in some cases coaches have come out against it. I think it's, and I, you know, I am certain certain that some coaches probably wouldn't want it, but I think the overall attitude is if they, if they have it here, fine. If they don't fine. So in other words, I think they'll embrace what, whichever direction it goes so we'll see where this all goes. Cody Barton, I brought him up the um, last week talking about how he was running a lot with the twos. And at the time, I wondered if that was as much because they were getting up to speed on the defense. And my understanding is that's exactly what they were doing there with him. And some of that was to help him kind of get up to speed. But also, I think 
as he's getting up to speed, you don't want to slow down the rest of the starter. So put him in there when he's kind of caught up to speed. And so I think it allowed the starters to work on some things at a certain level. And then you can bring in Barton during training camp. We'll see where it goes, but that's what I've been, you know, that's the explanation that I received was more that it was like, Hey, you know, just get him up to speed and then get him in there when he's ready and comfortable. So I don't think there's anything to, to take from him running with the twos this, this spring, other than got to, he's got to learn the defense and get up to where these other guys are at this. Remember, keep in mind like that defense, all those guys out there, except for the rookies uh, with Forbes and, and Quan Martin, but mostly with Forbes, they've all played in this defense. So they're all playing at a different speed and can do different things right now. Barton will get to that point and that's what they wanted to do. So anyways, that's the other thing. And then with Howell, I think one of the things that I think really pleased the coaches throughout the spring is his ability to self-correct. And it's something that I think during the Dallas game through that interception, what they, what some of the coaches liked is that when he came off the field, he knew exactly what he should have done differently on the play. That's what they want to hear. So those are, that's one of the things they really, really like about what they've shown from what he, what he has shown. And then also there are times where that he'll might be a little bit late on a throw and which is okay because this is what you're still learning. And this is the whole process. It's why you practice in the spring. It's why you practice in the summer. But there are a couple of times where he might be late on a throw, but he would get to the right guy eventually. And the, what they liked is he might, there, there was one play in the spring where it was like, he was looking for the post and he kind of hit, he wanted the post and he took a little bit long to read the backside corner on the play, or excuse me, the backside safety on the play. And if you read it a little bit quicker, you get to the pass he eventually threw to just a split second earlier. Now, the good thing for them is there's two things. One, he read the play well, <clears throat> excuse me, two, he still completed the throw because of this is where the quick twitch comes into play. It allows you to maybe be a slight half second late, but still recover because it's boom, boom, now you go. That's what he offers. And that those are two of the things, the self-correction and then the quick twitch. And the and the and like like I said, they liked where his decision making was. I think as he gets more comfortable, some of those decisions will be sped up a little bit more. And then those quick twitch throws can lead to some longer gains or maybe more yards after the catch. Anyways, thought you'd like to know that. So anyway, enough from me. You want to hear from Sam Howell. So let's get to my conversation with Washington Commanders quarterback, Sam Howell. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. School is out and summer is here, so it's time to plan your next family adventure. With eight different levels, 16 courses, 250 climbing obstacles, and over 4,000 feet of zip lines, 
The Adventure Park at Sandy Spring, located in Montgomery County, Maryland, is the largest ropes course and zipline park in the country. Beat the heat and join us after dark for some night climbing. When the sun goes down, the park is lit up, allowing you to climb under the stars. Check out their glow-in-the-park events for extra glow lights and music throughout the forest. Want to keep your feet on the ground? Grab a bite to eat from the food truck and give axe throwing a try. Perfect for first-timers or experts, their projector systems allow you to throw at traditional targets, play tic-tac-toe, connect four, or even hunt zombies. Listeners of this show can get $5 off any ticket by entering the code KIME23DC at checkout. That's promo code KIME23DC, K-E-I-M-2-3-D-C. Now open seven days a week. This is the perfect time of year to get outside and join the adventure at theadventurepark.com. All right, Sam, I know, you, you know you're here. You're doing some work for, I guess, it's souljuice.com. And we're going to get into the, all that in a little bit, in a few minutes. But I do want to talk to you because we're kind of coming up close to Father's Day. And I know your dad was pretty instrumental in your football upbringing. What did what did he mean to you just and, and does, but as you know, when you're growing up as a coach, as a parent, and how did he help you get to where you are? Yeah, uh, you know, my dad means everything to me. Um, he's the reason, you know, that I'm playing football. He put a football in my hands when I was a really young kid. Um, and he's coached me at every single level up until college. Um, he coached me when I was playing flag football in, in kindergarten. He was my coach. Um, and so he's, he's been he's been my coach every step of the way. Um, and he's he's missed he's missed two games in my whole football career. And that really? Was yeah. And it was because of COVID year, um, some of our away games in college. They weren't allowing any fans, so he couldn't come. But he's meant the world to me. Uh, he's so supportive, um, and he always gives me advice, and I can always rely on him. So he's he's one of the main reasons I'm where I'm at today. So you guys, and I remember talking when I talked to Anthony Boone recently, said that you guys, you would used to watch film with your dad after games. I know he's your high school coach, but how often would you watch film with him, even in high school? Yeah, a lot. Um, we'd always watch film. You know, we'd come home and we'd put it on the TV um, and. We'd watch a lot of film, um, but it it's just an awesome way to, you know, we kind of have you know, our life at home, and then we can also watch film together too. Um, so he, he was awesome about that, and he knew when to turn the football off and, and, and not worry about it, but it, it was awesome. Well, and what did you what did you learn from him through all that? Yeah, um, he, he just he taught me a lot. You know, he, he studied the game a lot. I mean, obviously he didn't play. My dad didn't play quarterback, um, but – you know, he studied it a lot and he put a lot of time and effort into it. And he just tried to do everything he could to make me the best player I could be. Um, and I'm just forever grateful for all the time that he put into it um, and all the sacrifices he made to, to get me to where I am. You get that demeanor from him? Is Are you that that even keel demeanor? Is that from him? Yeah, definitely. Um, that's kind of just how, how he raised me to be. Um, and no matter how, how things are going, whether they're going good or going bad, I always stay the same. And it's always it's always about what's next. You know, it's not about what just happened, whether it was good or bad. It's all about the next task at hand and, and always staying focused on what the main main goal is. When you were a kid, though, like, I mean, I coached my kids and I coached a lot of kids. Kids tend to get a little bit riled up sometimes. Were there times where you had to kind of calm you down that you had to learn a lesson like, oh, I got too crazy here or anything like that? Or were you always kind of like this? Um, I mean, maybe when I was really young. Um, but honestly, the, as far as long as I can remember, this is kind of how I've always been. Um, and I've always 
you know, been the way I am in every sport. You know, I played a lot of sports growing up and I just, you know, I love playing games and I'm super competitive and I love to win. So I'm always just super focused on the goal at hand. Um, and that's just how I've been for as long as I can remember. One of the things, and it's funny because I remember just in reading up on you after you got drafted and just more about you over the last year or so, one of the stories was from high school where I think you came off the field, you had thrown a touchdown pass left-handed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so your coach was like, you were so matter of fact, like, yeah, they pinned me, so I had to throw it left-handed. And you just walked away. Like, like it was no big deal. Do you remember that? Yeah, no, I remember I remember those plays. There was there was a lot of plays in high school that I made, and it was just a lot of fun. Uh, you know, high school, some of the some of my favorite memories playing playing football. But um, I think it, your coach was amazed. It was it was more so that you made the play, but it was just how unfazed you were by oh, making yeah. it. That that part. Yeah, I always try try to stay chill. Um, whether <laughs> I made a crazy play or made a really bad play, I always try to stay the same. And you know, it's, it's you know, it's just kind of how, how I've always been um, and how I'll continue to be. And your dad's also Korean. So what does that Korean heritage mean to you? Yeah, it means a lot to me. Um, you know, my dad's my dad's half Korean. My grandma, um, she was full Korean. Um, and it just means a lot. You know, everyone on that side of my family mean, means the world to me. And it's just super cool to have something like that because you don't see a lot of Korean-American football players. Um, obviously, there are a couple. Um, but it is something that's cool to me. It kind of makes me a little different. Um, but, yeah, it definitely does mean a lot to me. And, you know, and like you said, I mean, I think it was Kyler Murray is there. And I think Kyle Hamilton, I believe is as well. And and so, and, you know, d d is that, is that a big, how big a deal has that been to you through your career? Is it something that you get in more in touch with as you get older? Yeah. Um, it's kind of something that has kind of, I've kind of, it has gotten more in touch with me as I've gotten older. Um, you know, I start to really kind of, you know, kind of take a step back and kind of, start to think about more like about my family and my career and heritage. And it's just something that really when I was younger, I didn't pay too much attention to. Um, but now that I'm older, it's, it's something that I definitely think is, is really cool. Um, and definitely something that I want people to know, something that I want people to know about. And your grandmother's influence in all that. Yeah. Yeah. My grandma, she's uh my grandma. She meant the world to me. I, unfortunately we lost her last year, um, but she meant the world to me. Um, and just the way that, you know, she, she was, so good to us growing up to me and my brother and sister and my cousin. She was, she was awesome. And, and just always, she, she's from Korea. Um, so I always just want to carry that on in her legacy. But she lived over here with, with over here though. Right. And you, you were pretty close to her. Yeah. She, I mean, I lived like 10 minutes from her growing up. Oh. So she was, she was over here. She's been over here my whole life. Um, and so it, it was just super cool to have, to have her in my life. And she's, she just grew up so much differently in a different country than, than how we grew up here. Um, so it was just super cool to kind of have that perspective. Um, so it was awesome. And you, you, if I remember right, you lost her about a month before your first start. So yeah. you know, how hard, I mean, obviously, listen, anybody who's lost a parent, grandparent, it's always hard, but to lose her right before that start. And, and what did that start mean to you coming off that month? Yeah. Um, yeah, obviously, you know, it was a tough time losing her. Um, and it was, it was unexpected. So it, it, it really, it was hard. Um, but you know, once I got that opportunity to play, you know, I always I told myself that I was, everything I do, I try to make not only her but everyone in my family proud. Um, and obviously, she was she was heavy on my heart that day. And um, and everything I try to do is to make her proud. And she she would always tell me that she wanted me to go accomplish my dreams. That's what she would always tell me to do. And she always was so supportive. Um, so everything that I do, I try to I try to honor her.
And then when when you talk about maybe getting more in touch with the Korean roots, what are there things you're doing in particular? Is it more just talking to people, reading? What is it that you anything in particular that you're doing to kind of learn either learn more or or you know become more a part of that of who you are? Yeah, um, obviously, yeah, I think it's 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 much much harder now that my grandma's gone because um, right. she was really the only one in my family that has had that experience over there in Korea. Um, but I think the ne- next thing up for me is I want to visit. Um, over there in South Korea, I want to I want to take a trip over there. We wanted wanted to kind of take a, a family trip before um, before she passed, but uh, we'll definitely. A lot, there's a lot of people in my family that would love to go over there, so that's that's what's next on my list. I want to take a trip over there, so maybe next off season or something, we'll try to make that happen. And, and with your dad, how often do you guys still talk? And when you talk now, is he still? I don't want to say coaching you, but is he still analyzing your games with you or for you? Yeah. Um, yeah, a little bit. I mean, we talk a good amount. Um, we talk on the phone a couple of times a week. Um, and he's, he's kind of, he'll just ask me how it's going. And if I need advice on a certain situation or something, he'll, he'll help me there. Um, but we're not necessarily watching as much film together. Um, just cause he, he's back home now. Um, but no, he's always there. If I ever have a question for him or something that I'm going through. But he's also like, he also knows your game very well. So he's going to see like, Oh, Sam's doing this. You know, he could, you know what I mean? Are there little things that he might pick up on that even, you know, your other coaches may not just because he's watched you your whole life play? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, he sees things that me that other people can't just because he knows he knows me better than anyone than anyone else does. Um, and he's he's watched me grow up my whole life and he's watched me play. So after every game, he'll usually give me his opinion after every game and what he thinks and things that he think I could have done better. Um, so, so he's like the all- media. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's just like the media, um, just like you guys. But no, I mean, he he always um, gives his opinion um, and always tries to help me get better. And then with the Soul Juice, what are you doing with Soul Juice? And tell people what it is. Yeah, um, so Soul Juice is a is a sports drink. Um, it's a newer sports drink, and it's it's made with only three ingredients. So it's water, Korean pear juice, and lemon juice. Um, so it's very clean. It's much cleaner than every other sports drink out there um so it's very healthy for you it tastes good um and it's from it's made with co- predominantly korean pears um so that's where the it's, it's kind of cool for me to partner with them and i'm actually an equity partner um mm-hmm. with the company so so it's really cool um we're actually hitting uh we're hitting costco pretty soon on the west really? coast it's not much on the east coast we're trying to grow it more to the east coast um so yeah it's a super cool partnership it's a super cool brand and super cool company um and it's just another way for me to kind of show my career and heritage and partner with a company like that. And that's S-E-O-U-L juice.com just for people who want to go there to be clear. Right. Listen, you know, like I used to live in Centerville. There's a pretty big Korean contingent over there too. So, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot, there's a big Korean, you know, um, influence in Northern Virginia. So, which I'm sure you may see as you get into with, how would you wrap up just a couple, just a couple minutes on football and then we'll get, I'll get you out of here. How would you, look at your spring and assess your spring for where you want to be and where you think you are. Yeah. Um, you know, I, th- I thought it was a good spring. You know, I thought I did some good things and I thought I, the main goal I had in the spring was I wanted to become really, really comfortable with the offense. Um, and I feel like I did that. And I feel like I'm in a really good place going into camp. Um, I feel like it wasn't the cleanest spring in practice every single day, but I think there was some mistakes that I've made that I needed to make um, and some things that I can, improve on and you know sometimes you have to make a mistake to learn from it um and so i think i definitely learned a lot this spring i think i i did some good things put some good things on film and got some good chemistry going with the guys um so i feel really good where i'm at um at this point 
know, I'm gonna spend a lot of time this summer focusing, going back and re, re going through all this, all the information that we learned, um, and trying to get my body in the best shape I can going into fall camp. And I feel like I'm in a really good place. I think one of the things that the coaches like is that you, you know how to self-correct. And then, you know, I, I know they've brought up examples to me of like, Oh, well, he was a little late on this play, but he still got it. So like the, the, you know, it's just kind of a, it's an example of the progression where maybe you're late, but you're still seeing it. And that's what they wanted to see. So do you remember some examples of those self-corrections where they, they come up to you, like even EB might come up to you and he's like, I know what I did. And then he's like, okay, we're good to go. Do you remember anything like that? Yeah. I mean, there's always plays here and there um, where maybe I kind of stopped looking at something and got, got to the backside of the progression when I could have, you know, waited on it a little longer and let it develop a little longer. Um, but there's always little plays here and there that once, once kind of plays over, you kind of know like, dang, I could have, I could have done this, could have done that. Um, but it's been awesome, man. I'm, we have, we have a great coaching staff. EP's done a really good job of bringing some good guys on the offensive side of the ball. And it's been a lot of fun. I feel like I've learned a lot. Um, and, but for me, I mean, I'm, I'm, I want to be perfect. Um, so it's, so uh, I'm always chasing perfection. Um, so I'm super excited to get back to it. So two more things. Where do you feel you made the biggest stride from to through, through the spring? Yeah, I just think I'm more comfortable, um, more comfortable with the offense and getting more comfortable with the speed of the NFL game. Um, obviously because, you know, I was here last year and got to practice and I practiced some, but you know, I didn't get, I didn't get a full season um, of playing, you know, so getting more comfortable with that. And I feel like I've made a lot of strides and I feel like I, I'm learning what windows I can kind of fit throws into and how fast the guys are playing. Um, and but really, I think the main thing is I've, I've become really, really comfortable with the offense. And at first it kind of seemed like a really wordy system and it was kind of a lot at first. Um, but now I think it's, that's, that's one of the easier parts and it's something I really don't even worry about. Um, so I'm, I really feel good about where I'm at. And people, you know, you forget, like, you guys, you're facing a really good defense every day, and that defense is playing fast. The other thing is, um, with EB, there was a one time in practice, we watched, like, he yanks the first team offense after two plays. And, like, you know, and I think people are, he adds a lot of energy. So when he does something like that, how do you guys process that? And, you know, what's the message that you get from, you know, do you, you remember that sequence where he, like, he pulled you after two plays? Yeah, yeah, he pulled the whole group off, but I think, you know, what EB is trying to do is he's trying to set a standard um, yeah. and trying to set a, sta- a high, very high standard. And, you know, that's what we want. We want we want someone to come here and hold us accountable. And we, we want to hold each other, hold each other accountable as well. Um, but, you know, that's what we want. We want to be coached hard. Um, and that's what EB's given us. You know, he wants us. He wants what's best for us. Um, and we, we're completely bought into to what he's trying to do. Um, and we, we've enjoyed working with him. Yeah, it seems like your timing and rhythm is is really going pretty well. You agree with that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, I think we're we're definitely hitting a good rhythm and getting to a good rhythm offensively. Um, so it's going to be a lot of fun moving forward. Got anything special planned for your dad for Father's Day? Yeah, I think we're gonna we're gonna play. We'll probably play some golf. Uh, oh, is he, we'll is probably, he up there? Or are you going to be down there? I'll be down there. Okay. Um, but yeah, we'll definitely probably get out and play play a little golf and and have a little fun. You competitive with him with that? Yeah, I mean, he's got some work to do to okay, okay. To, to, to compete to compete with me a little bit. Um, <laughs> right, very good. But uh, no, he says he's been playing well, so we're, we're, I haven't played with him in, in a couple of months. So we'll so we'll see okay. if he's if he's been telling the truth. There you go, Sam. Thanks a lot. And if you anything else you want to add about the Korean um, heritage or even the soul juice? Yeah, no, I mean, I appreciate. it. Yeah, no, soul juice. It's uh, we're definitely going to try and make its way over here to the East Coast and. So if you ever see it, give it a try. It's really good stuff. And can they get it online? Yeah, you can get it online. I know you can buy it off Amazon. Okay. Um, so 
So yeah, definitely check it out. It's very healthy for you. And it's definitely one, one of the cleaner sports drinks out there. Awesome. Thank you, Sam. Appreciate it. Have a, cool. have a good break. Yeah, appreciate it, John. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks to Sam for joining me and thank you as always for listening. I'll be back with another episode on Monday. So 